Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Money Watch ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome to the Money Watch Show. It is Tuesday, September 26th, and we are here trying to answer financial questions, try to give you a little direction. And, uh, you know, this is that weird time where you're like, oh, my God, it's now the fall. And you can start saying, oh, fantastic. I can plan for the holidays. Mark, I just had this conversation with Jackie. I said, well, am I going to make eggplant Parmesan for Christmas? She said, why would you talk about that right now? I said, it's around the corner. I'm excited for it. I haven't started thinking about Christmas, but Thanksgiving is is on my mind a little bit. Really? You going to go away? You're going to stick around? I don't know. We haven't gone away in many, many years now, so we'll see. I just hate traveling at that time just because the the ridiculous amount of of traffic that we have to encounter. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I would do it. Maybe it's somewhere I could drive. Not not you know. I don't want to have to get on an airplane. Uh, anyway, uh, it is fall is in the air. I hope you're all enjoying it. And if you have that kind of uh, life that you lead that's connected to an academic calendar, you might be thinking to yourself like it's kind of like back to school for me for the adults. You know, you get yourselves together, you get the kids back to school, or you get ship them off to college, and now it's time to focus on you. And one part of your focus should be your financial life. I think this is a great time for you to really consider what you want to do that is different or maybe how you should stick to your game plan. And the reason why this is a good time of year is that you still have time before the end of the year. You know, sometimes I do these year-end planning segments on TV and there's not that much time to do so much, but you have a real opportunity to affect change as we approach the fourth quarter of the year. And I encourage you to use us to help you affect that change just by going to our website, jillonmoney.com. There, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's free and there's a contact us button. Click that button and you will be able to ask a question. And if you are shy, you do not have to come on the air. We'll do an email episode every now and again. But if you do want to join us, check off that box. Mark does everything else. While you're there, sign up for the free weekly newsletter and subscribe to the Jill on Money live service. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and a lot of bonus content 
got great interviews that are up there. And uh, I encourage you that for 35 bucks, you will not be disappointed. All right, Mark, you ready to go? We've got a recidivist coming back on the air with us. You ready to, to, to steer this woman in the right direction? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. Let's do it. Emily is on the line from Maryland. Hi, Emily. How are you? What can we do for you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Great. What's what's shaking? Um, I was on the air probably about a year and a half ago, and I want to come and do another checkup and kind of see if we're going in the right direction here. What brought you to us originally? I had just stopped working during COVID and kind of did a reset of what our path looked like. And now fast forward a year and a half, um, we've made some progress on that and we've got some additional changes that have happened. All right. So how old are you, Emily? 38. Are you married, single, partnered? Uh, married. Also okay. 38. Okay. Kids? Yes, three. Oh, my gosh. How old? <laughs> Nine, seven, and three. Oh, brother. Are you still like at home working or did you get another job? Or you have a job working from home. What's the story? Um, I am still at home. Okay. And spouse? Still working. And how much does spouse earn? Um, he has a base salary of 180, a bonus of about 30,000 a year, and restricted stock of about $50,000 a year. How does the stock um, vest? Um, in thirds, a third right away, and then the remaining, the next two years. Are the kids in private school, public school? Where are they in this? Uh, they're in public school. Okay. And three-year-old you're, is still home or doing something uh, else? Preschool. Now, on your husband's salary, is he making contributions to a retirement plan? Yes. He's maxing out his Roth. Roth. Do they have a match? Um, they do have a match. It's uh, up to 3% and it's half of the first 6% you okay. uh, invest. Okay. And how much is in the Roth 401k? Um, there's 50 in the Roth. What's in the traditional? So we've got a total between my traditional and his traditional. We've got 420 in traditional. That's good. And what about for you? Are you making a spousal contribution in anything? Um, I am periodically making a contribution. I'm also a real estate agent. So sometimes I'll put in some from commissions, but um, not not regularly. Okay. How about the house? What do you have in the house? Um, our personal residence is valued about around 800 and we have a mortgage of 263 on it. What's the interest rate? Uh, 3.25. Great. And you like the house? You want to stay there? Yeah, we'll be here for a while. Okay. How about money that's in the actual stock of the company? Yes. So, Okay. So we have 155 that is already vested sitting there. And then we have another 52 that's going to vest in April. And then we'll have another 50 vesting the following April. Wow. So you'll have 200 grand. What's stopping you from selling it and reinvesting? So there's nothing stopping us. I actually just sold... 80,000 a couple months ago, and that's sitting in a high yield savings account. 
for my real estate dreams here. <laughs> okay. We'll okay. get to that. <laughs> okay. So 80,000 in high yield savings. Well, there's more than 80 in the high yield, but we'll, we can circle back to that. How much is in the total in the high yield savings? Um, I've got 135 in there, but 50,000 is my emergency fund. 50K emergency. Okay. When you sold the stock, did you, is the stock held at the company? Is the tax withheld in any way? I mean, it's just capital gain because you've held it for more than a year. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Any other assets? Do you have a brokerage account? Yes. So we have another 110 in a brokerage. That's Mm -hmm. just um, like S&P 500. All S&P 500? All S&P 500. Roll those dice, baby. Keep going. Okay. And then um, we inherited an IRA this year for 285000 which we need to invest. It's just in cash? It's in a money market right now. I, I remember her. I know there's, I want to say multiple rentals. Oh, right. I'm, so this is all coming. I'm, now I'm remembering this as well. So, okay. Real estate dream because you're a, a landlady. Who do you think is the most famous landlady, Mark, that you can think of? I'll give you two choices, which is going to show you how old I am. You could either choose Leona Helmsley, (laughs) remember her? Uh, Or you can choose Ethel Mertz from I Love Lucy. Leona was always in the headlines as I was growing up. Yes, exactly. Leona's a little uh, too fancy. I feel like this is uh, Emily's more of an Ethel Mertz with uh, obviously a nicer house dress. Okay, so Ethel Mertz... Tell us about your rental properties. Okay, so we have one rental locally that is worth about two seventy five. Yep, and that one um, we owe one hundred and thirty on it, and that is an Airbnb. How does it cash flow for you? Uh, we make about fifteen hundred a month on it. Wow, that's good after everything, right? After everything. Second property. Um, second one is a recent addition. Um, that one is a cabin. And that is worth $850,000. What do you mean cabin? Like a cabin to me is like 80000 This sounds like a house. Yeah, it's a very, very, very nice cabin. <laughs> All right, 850000 Yeah. What is the mortgage on it? That is six sixty. What's the rate on the mortgage? Um, that one is 7.25. That was very recent. Did you get an adjustable rate or is it seven and a quarter is fixed? That is a 30-year fixed. We will just refinance when the rates ultimately hopefully come down. All right. Is this cabin for your use or for rental? Um, it is rental. We will use it, but it is the goal is as a rental, a strong rental. It's got a history already that we are you know, coming in with. We purchased off of someone else that was renting it. What's your ex- expectations for cash flow? Um, I think with it at a 7% interest rate, we're probably looking at making or netting 40000 this year on it. Even at the seven and a quarter? Yeah. And then after we can ultimately refinance, let's even say down to like a 4% rate, we'll probably be netting closer to 60 I just sort of gobsmacked by that. That's some, that's some rental property. Okay. <laughs> so any other properties besides the primary, the local rental and the cabin? No, we, we're we, um, in the midst of all this uh, estate we are selling off to. So, but the money is accounted for in these numbers. Okay. So this is everything, right, Emily? Yes. Okay. Now, do we have a 529 plan set up for the kids yet? Yes, we have that set up. We, unfortunately, I invested in their 529. I topped it off actually after our last call. 
and I, you know, figured out what I'd need in the future. And it's actually gone down in value since we put money in a year and a half ago. Oh, market timing. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's very depressing. So the oldest has 50,000, the middle has 40, and the youngest has 30. That's it for now? That's it for now. My goal was to get to around 100 for each kid. We'll see if you have to adjust that now with two years of bad returns. Yeah. Although, I mean, to some extent, I'm interested in maybe doing that now because yeah. it might be an easier time to do it since you just have cash on hand, right? Right. You know, when you said I have in a high yield savings, you said I have 50 is my emergency, um, 85 is your real estate fever dream fund. Yeah. Actually, it's 50 and 100. 50 and 100. Okay. Do you really want to buy more real estate? Yes. Why? Uh, there's an area that means a lot to us that we are in the process of selling due to it being owned by multiple family members. Uh, and I really would like something back in that area again. How much would that cost you? Um, what I truly would want would be close to 900000 Do you like that area more than you love your children? Some days. <laughs> um. Okay. Have I accounted for all the assets? Yes, you have. Okay. And what about life insurance? You guys have that? Yeah. Um, got a million and a half on my husband and a million on myself. Okay. Estate documents? Yes. And goodness gracious, I am buried in estate stuff and I appreciate how much effort goes into that now. Isn't it amazing? It I mean, really. And oh, it's crazy. I know. It's crazy that this is our system. If anyone thinks that the income tax filing is hard or a FAFSA form is hard, no, an estate settlement is hard. It is awful. Um, and even if someone's done their documents, it's still kind yeah, of a pain. Yeah, we knew about it. We were prepared and it is still a pain. not easy. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm sorry for that. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cashback events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Here is my question. What is it that you think um, in terms of going forward, your priorities are. I'm going to give you some choices. So priorities, like husband will work until he's 67. Is that sooner than that? or, or do you I want- would like to be able to free him up 
sooner my thought process is this real estate, as long as we're making wise investments would give us the ability to get him out sooner. How sooner? We don't have, I think he likes working. Um, Honestly, I think he'd be bored, but I guess more freedom to choose something that he enjoys more. Okay. So like 62 ish. Mm, yeah, I think he'd be fine with that. Okay. So the the idea here is that would you be willing to sell any asset that you own right now to purchase this new property? How yeah, high I'm actually up? eyeing the one in town near us. Yeah. That's 1031. Okay. That's what I'm wondering. One. Great. Okay. I so, have thought about that heavily. Okay. So if that's 1031, but you can only pop the equity, you still, you know, that would only have 145 down. Would so you then be- I've got the... IRA, the liquid, uh, the inherited one, which obviously is going to create tax implications for us. Right. I, I'm not sure I want to liquidate that all at once. That's the problem. Then I've got the company stock that I could start liquidating. That's as more of a, that to me is a better idea for liquidation only because yeah. even if you, even if you're up at 23.8, that's going to be cheaper than I think, let me just look at your tax liability. Your AGI last year, because I'm just trying to get a sense of this from uh, when you looked at that rental property, the stock options, everything, what it was the bottom right hand corner of your return? I think it's over 300. Okay. So it's like, it's kind of a push. If it's like, if you needed, uh, let's just look at the, the inherited IRAs, 285, you, you wouldn't blow it all out at once. If you wanted to blow out this year and you wanted to stay in the 24% tax bracket, that's your highest bracket. You only have up to, so marrying, filing jointly, 364. So you would pull out as much that would keep you under 364, okay? I think it's going to be problematic this year with the larger RSU that vested this yeah. year. Yeah, so so as a result, otherwise, then your better option is to take the vested company stock, pay the 18.8 or the 23.8, just depending on where you land this year in terms of your tax, and use that, the 155 vested, we have to pay some tax on it. But let's say that out of that 155, let's say that you clear 115 from that. Okay. So now we have from the Airbnb, you have the 145 of equity. You have another 115 that you can put down. And now that's kind of like a nice chunk of money to put down into like 250-ish, right? 260. And you finance the rest. And then you've got your house. Can your cash flow absorb that? Yeah. No, no problem? It, yeah. I don't use those accounts. Okay. So, oh, you're talking about the rental? Yeah. yeah. No, it's fine. That okay. just piles up in that account for okay. repairs. Okay. But in other words, and your other cash flow, like you'll be able to have, you know, you still have 7% mortgages out there, but you'll be able to float this house because the house, this, the third, well, let's just call it the vacation home. Yeah. That would not be rented. That's use, right? You're talking about the one I want? Yeah. Nope. That would be rented as well. Oh, what can you rent that for? What could you? Like, I know it's all fantasy land. Yeah. But- I've found estimates anywhere from 85 85- thousand a year to 150. Mm-hmm. I think we would need to do some updates to get to that 150 mark. And because of your previous life being um, a very adept numbers person, then you feel comfortable managing this. So where we are today, my question is, you've got a bunch of money. So if we if we pull this, the money from the stock, okay, 
And we use that to do the house. I, I, you can't get it done this year. You would have to do it next no, year. No, it would be a 2024 thing. So if we did that in 2024, then maybe what we do is, why don't we just take the, why don't you use the required minimum distributions for, it sounds like, like, you know, your, your income tax liability is probably just going to keep rising. Well, so, we also, as we bought this cabin, we'll mm-hmm. be able to do the accelerated depreciation on it. Oh, that'll be good. So we'll get a decent refund back hopefully this year. Maybe this is a year with, though that you take some more money. If that's the case, then take a little bit of more money out of the inherited IRA and pop that into the 529 plan and start topping those off some. That's true. And then we could repeat with the exactly. other property next year and do accelerated depreciation. That's again. what I'm thinking. Exactly right. Do you feel comfortable having 100% of your brokerage account in the S&P 500? And also, I imagine you have quite a bit of money that is just out there risk-wise in all of your your life. Do you feel okay with this? I do, but I probably shouldn't feel okay with that. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't. You're young. I mean, so in the, the old traditional retirement accounts says 400 something thousand. Is that all stocks? Target date funds. Really? Okay. Do you guys manage that mostly or is that still sitting in work-based plans? It's still sitting in work-based plans. That's fine. My suggestion would be, you know, the bond market just got completely rocked and you're young and you don't have that much in the bond market. So it wouldn't be a terrible time for you to reallocate a little bit and just like pop a 20% position in your retirement accounts, taxable bonds. Well, I don't want to roll the dice too far. So far, we've been very lucky, but well, <laughs> I just want to squander what's been left. Right. Of course. And, and I think that that makes sense. I, I like the plan. Everyone listening is probably like their heads are spinning. I just want to be clear. This is why if you are going to do rental property, you have to be willing to manage it as Emily is. I really think that this is a good lesson. Like this is hard work. To some extent, you're like, oh, I'm not working, but you're working. Yeah, this is my job. <laughs> this, is, this is real work. You are an asset manager and you're a rental property manager and these transactions are thorny. And Emily, if you could just explain to people like, how much work does it take to have a local Airbnb as a rental? Is it hard work? Is it hours a week? Like, what do you think it is? Getting it set up and started is a lot of work. I'm trying to get the other one running right now. And that is a lot. But once it's up and running, if you have a good team around, that's everything. But you need the team. If you don't have the team, it is a lot of work. I like how she didn't let the high interest rates scare her off. She's like, yeah, I'll just refinance at some point, which I, which, which I agree with. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's, it's working in my favor, as long as we're making money at this rate, we'll be making even better money down the line. Well, I think that's the problem. I think that some people would look at this situation and they would be, they put themselves in the, I hope it starts cash flowing positively. That's not where you are. No. If it's cash flowing positively right this second, then my God, you're in great shape you're going to be in great shape. So that to me is kind of everything. I'm all game for this. I feel good. I feel like this is a good game plan for you. And I think that if anything, I would say that the only little piece here is to just, you know, manage the tax liability. Don't take too much out of that inherited IRA at once because that will, that will throw you up into the 32% pretty quickly. And don't sweat the, I mean, that doesn't sound like you're sweating the 529, but it is a good time to put money in. If you've lost money, you know, that's why we say like, if you keep at it, it's kind of a good thing. Well, thank you guys. It made right. me it, feel a little better about my crazy. Oh, you're, it, I like the, the real estate fever dream. 
That, by the way, Mark, that's the title of the episode, Real Estate Fever Dream with Emily. Hey, if you've got a financial question, if you like Emily, want to know what your priorities should be, how to manage some of these rental properties and opportunities, then just give us a shout. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and complete the form. While you're there, you can check out all of our great content, our other shows. You can check out the blog and the resources section and sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Don't forget, when you're thinking about making big changes in your life, there's a whole section of my book, The Great Money Reset, that talks about real estate. And, you know, I was thinking that Emily's a great example of this, that she really did reset her life amid the pandemic. So um, maybe you find a little nugget in that book that could help you as well. So check it out. Great Money Reset is available wherever you buy your books. Okay. Mark Chalercio is the co-host and the executive producer as well as the Web King. We're distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings wherever you get your podcasts. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.